Welcome to the China Jedi Podcast. Shining humor, love, and life on Chinese life. For those living, working, or traveling in China, or interested in learning about Chinese culture, expat life, and foreigners' perceptions. May the smile be with you. My eyes are clear, clear than the mist in the cloudy morning. China Jedi legal disclaimer. Please listen carefully. What you hear on this pod may or not be the truth, may or not be funny, rude, or damn right stupid. If statements are made by certain individuals from the human race that go against your preconceptions, conceptions, false conceptions, and selections, faith, tastes, or personal philosophies, please take it with a light-hearted sigh and slight shrug of the shoulder. Hold your head up high, knowing that you are a better person than they are, and that one day the force will strike down on them with great vengeance of furious laughter and unconditional frivolous forgiveness. you got it all wrong. The things that I've been saying, you've been listening to the wrong side. Hello listeners and welcome to the China Jedi podcast, episode numero uno. Number one, here we How go. How lucky are we? We are recording live from Huafa 68, sitting above the beautiful Pagoda Lake. On a Sunday morning, not too late, situated in the heart of Zhuhai City, Mainland China nestled between the skyscrapers of Hong Kong and the rather rich casinos of Macau. I'm your host, Chris J. Bradshaw, and my co-host today is none other than... Anthony Benton. Mr. Anthony Benton, otherwise known as Ants during these podcasts. In case you hear me talking about Ants, it's about my co-host, my lovely co-host. So, first of all, I think it would be a good idea, as it's the first China Jedi podcast listeners... Um, to tell you a little bit about ourselves and why the China Jedi CJ trademark ding um, podcast platform has been created. So with regards to myself and my co-host Ants and all other guests we actually may indeed have on this show in the future, please check out our website www.chinajedi.com where you can learn more about us, where we come from, what we do, what's our favourite tea, um, your horoscope, Horoscopes. Um, I don't know your your, your favorite. Well, your favorite. Do we believe in horoscopes? I'm not sure. I believe in the power of the stars. I'm not too sure if I believe the Daily Mirror. So on a Sunday, so meeting it, a tall, dark stranger. I met plenty of them. I bet you have. They're a bit strange. Very strange. Stranger than you, perhaps. Always the tall, dark ones. Anyway, uh, ChinaDeadEye.com, you can hear more about that and Anthony's um, philosophies on horoscopes. The key take-home point here is, um, listeners, is we love China and we hate China. Uh, remember, love and hate are merely opposites of the same thing. And uh, I guess we wanted to record and archive our regular funny, or not so funny, rude and sometimes quite educational discussions that we frequently have as foreigners living and working in this great country. So that's basically it. I'd just like to say, actually, uh, before we get into this, we are not um, a political movement or nationalistic front to spread the religion of the Jedi. We're just normal people talking about normal things, answering normal questions to feel and be less normal. Very okay, then. normal. Very normal. We are so normal. God, we're just so normal. It's just normal. Okay, Mr. Normal. We as are the baseline for all human beings, in fact. We are that normal. Very normal. Mr. Normal, as it's the first episode, I think we can treat you as a special guest. Uh, so I'd like to ask you a quick few questions. Where are you from? 
I'm from England. Near Oxford, I guess, is the nearest city to where I'm from. Lived in China for nearly 13 years, done all sorts, came here with a travelling carnival. Yes, well, yeah, that's what brought you That in. was, uh, yeah, that was interesting. So don't uh, judge me for being a carny for a short while. I've done business in China, I've tried starting my own businesses, I've been a teacher in China. I thought you were vegetarian. I'm trying really hard so to you're be still a vegetarian. Carnier. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay, so you came to China 13 years ago, so you would probably be kind of mid-old school. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, you know, I wasn't here for Chairman Mao revolutionising China, but I've been here for a while, you know, I've seen uh, what's picking up from Chairman Mao's carnage. Well, okay, and uh, <laughs> what do you do in... Uh, in uh, Juhai, Anthony. Tell everybody. Well, there's an interesting question. I was starting my own business, but um, I just had a, a wonderful chap um, cheat me and rip me off and steal everything I created. So um, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm feeling laughing. a little bit bitter and a little bit negative. In uh, So, you know, I'm bordering towards the dark side at the moment. I'm trying very, very hard to remain a, a Juhai Jedi. Yes. Or a China Jedi, but um, yeah, there are dark forces trying to pull me to the dark side at the moment. I'm trying very hard to resist. Okay, that's a very, uh, that's, uh, and of course, as a good friend, I uh, totally understand that. And of course, this is what this podcast is all about. To exactly. let your Let's hair down. Enlighten people about China, you know? Well, or to just have a bloody laugh. Um, is that my first swear word, I think, of the day? Silly me. Um, anyway, um, thanks for that. Let's, uh, so I'm not going to ask how your week's been, because I think that's pretty obvious. Um, to, the, to the listeners. So let's get straight into the first section of the podcast, one we like to call Sunday Morning Question of the Week. Sunday morning. So this Sunday morning's question, I'm going to open it up for you, Mr. Benton. Um, what do you think of the latest Star Wars movie, Rogue One? Goodness me. As it's very Jedi-ish, not that we are any have any affiliation with Star Wars. You've been to see. You've got to be really careful with opinions, haven't we? I'm sure on podcasts. I mean, you're like the one wrong thing, and you could alienate everyone. But being a China <laughs> Jedi, I mean, nerds. obviously people are going to appreciate the fact that I am a Star Wars nerd. And this is exactly what I so, thought. So it was good. I liked it. It was fun. Uh, there was not as many Jedi in it as I would have liked because. You know, Star Wars is about Jedi's, right? And that's why I, I quite like The Force Awakened. It felt more like a Star Wars movie to me. It felt more kiddified. But the new one felt more grown up, for sure. Where'd you watch um, it, by the way? Did you do a dodgy in... download? No, 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 I didn't, in <laughs> fact. Uh, not, not, not this time, for once. I actually went to a cinema rather than using okay. a Chinese delightful internet for getting free downloads. Well, let me tell you, I went to the uh, cinema in Mukhafa um, Chandu, the big gigantuan monstrosity, um, down the road, and I went into the... I was actually 20 minutes late. I went to meet my son and my wife there. I was 20 minutes late. I got into the cinema. Um, my wife passed me those gog you know, goggles, 3D glasses. You need 3D glasses now. Uh -huh, you, know, you go to the cinema, you get your popcorn, you get your, your Coke, and now you need to get glasses. So she gave me the glasses and I put them on my head and the, the, the lens on the right eye fell out. <laughs> and so after missing 20 minutes, I went outside because you can't see anything in the cinema. And I was there for another 20 minutes trying to fiddle this piece of plastic into the 3D goggle case framework. Didn't work. So I went back in and I watched it kind of with one eye. 
Oh, Finn. So you watched a 2D, 3D I, I watched movie. a 2D, point 3D. Or a blurry, a blurry 2D, 3D movie. Put it this way, I think it might have um, changed my opinion on the movie. The fact that you couldn't see a single light sword uh, was ridiculous. That detracted from the movie a little bit for me, because a Star Wars movie should have Jedi in it, really. But but it filled out the story, you know? It, it, it yeah. did. Yeah. All the, all the characters got, the main protagonist got killed at the end. Yeah, nice Well, story. I guess they had to, right? There was no room for all these characters in the rest of that's, the movies. These movies had already been made, so what, what can you do? You can't add new characters that are just mysteriously not appearing in the other movies, so I guess everyone had to die. <laughs> okay, well... Unfortunately. Yeah, that's uh, fair enough. Well, anyway, uh, if you're out there listening now and you've watched the Rogue One, I wonder if you liked it as much as we did. I would have actually... Give it out of ten. I'd give it a... Um, I'd give it a six. I'm sorry. The newest one? Or yeah, Rogue the Rogue one? one. Rogue One. Rogue One was the one before. Oh, was it? What was this one? No, sorry. Rogue One is now, right? Before yeah, it was The Force Awakens. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Rogue One. Out of ten... I'm going for six. I'll give them a seven. Okay, fair enough. Let's move on. Enough of Star Wars. Um, thank you, Star Wars nerd. <laughs> and the next then, uh, let's get into... Oh, I love this. Guess who? We've got to remember. So, this game, uh, one of my favourites, is where I give you some facts about someone famous. Chinese person that's famous, either a woman or a man, could be a baby or a child too. I'll give you some facts and you have to guess who it is. So I'm going to give you a few facts now and you can think about it. A lot of famous babies in China? I don't know about that. Um, There's a lot of babies in China. There seem to be a lot more famous men, I have to say, during my research, ants, than women. But anyway, I guess that's for another podcast. So anyway, guess who this person is then. So I'll give you some general stats. He was a Chinese revolutionary and statesman. How bizarre is that? Born August the 22nd, 1904, as a male, male Leo dragon, which is actually the same as my son, a male Leo dragon. Mm. Died February the 19th, 1997, not that this helps you at all, in Beijing at the age of 92. Now, this is interesting. He was a hobbit. Uh, Well, he wasn't a hobbit. He was five foot tall. He was a hobbit. Well, he was five foot tall. So he's hobbitish. You know, quite small. Small demeanour. He's in the Middle Kingdom. He, well, and he, he was born, when was he born? 1904. So, you know, they get people smaller in those days, yeah? Anyway, um, some a famous... Lot, a lot of hobbits born in 1904. Okay, he's not a hobbit. He's similar to a hobbit. Okay, okay, moving on. Did um, you research his hairy feet? I did not research anything okay. about his feet. Um, here's some famous quotes of his. It doesn't matter if a cat is black or white... So long as it catches mice. That's one of them. And the second famous quote he said was, Keep a cool head and maintain a low profile. Never take the lead, but aim to do something big. Now, a little bit more about his personal life to get the thoughts frothing. He married three times in his lifetime. The first was to Zhang Shiruen. She died in labour while giving birth to his first child, who died as well. He married Jing Weiying, who abandoned him in 1933. And then he married Zhu Lin, or shall we say Zhou Lin, in 1939. Together they had five more children. He breathed his last breath on, as I've said, February the 19th, 1997, after suffering from lung infection and Parkinson's disease, and his organs were donated for medical research. Sorry, I don't know why I'm giggling about that. Well, good on him, I guess, you know? I wonder if they'll donate ours. Sounds like the... 
first two wives sucked him of all of his energy <laughs> from yes. his life. So but he had five more kids. Why not donate the rest of his body to? He obviously didn't affect his uh, watts. He seemed to do quite well after that. Several memorials, this is an interesting one, Ant, and statues were constructed to commemorate and honour his offerings during his political pursuits. Now, are you warm? Don't tell me. Possibly. Okay, yeah, possibly so, so. political, huh? Okay. okay. Well, well, knowing your persuasions and... Maybe my persuasions? In, in, in Chinese beliefs and... What you like about China, maybe I might have an idea. Well, anyway, let's not give it away to the listeners. And uh, whoever's listening, if you know or don't know, have a think about it. Don't go onto the internet, by the way, because that really is cheating. I'm not allowed to research. I'm talking to the listeners here Uh, as well. Um, And certainly not. Well, you're not allowed phones, are you, in our recording studio? Um, Anyway, let's move on then. So you've got those clues and we'll come back to that at the end of the show for Guess Who? So moving on then, let's go to the next section, which is Dway but Dway. Because this is just the way it's meant to be. Dway but Dway, again, a fun little game. I give a little fact. It might be an absolutely useless fact that's not true at all, or it might be a very interesting fact that's very true. I think we should explain to the listeners too, Dway but Dway means correct or not. It means correct, not, not correct, correct yes, very, in very Chinese. True. So... Yeah, for you listeners out there that do not understand Chinese, this is, uh, is this true or false, basically? Indeed, so are you ready, Anthony, for Ooh, your first for What is this tantalising fact? Here we go. Or fib. Research indicates that mosquitoes are attracted to people who have recently eaten bananas. I'll say it again. Research indicates that mosquitoes are attracted to people who have recently eaten bananas. Bananas. Now, listeners, you might be thinking that's a load of rubbish, or you might be thinking that's very true. Anthony, now will guess and give me a true or a false, a dway or boudway. Ooh, well, see, you know, eating bananas, I guess that would make humans slightly sweeter, but then mosquitoes aren't vegetarians, are they? So do they really care oh, about bananas? They can't, they? Well, I guess so. They suck a blood, don't they? They I come from really class that as being vegetarian. <laughs> do bananas have a lot of blood? Yeah. What do you think? Does it make humans sweeter? It sounds like it should be true, because in some weird human concept of (laughs) trying to figure out whether or not that would actually make us taste better, it sounds like it should, but I don't know. I'm going to go with Boudouet, false. Well, okay, listeners, he's come out with Boudouet, so he said it's false, no correct. Uh, now, of course, 50-50 chance, isn't it, really? I guess so. I think we'll make this a little competition, so if I'm right, if I've got you, if you've got it wrong, then that's one nil to me. Oh, really? We're going to uh, keep a tally now? We'll keep a little tally, shall we? Yeah. Who's a winning? Bit of, everyone likes a bit of competition. Chris on his competitive <laughs> street. Okay, so um, let's go again. Research indicates that mosquitoes are attracted to people who have recently eaten bananas. Anthony said this is not correct. And the answer is, it is correct. Uh, Yes, you were there, you were nearly there. Um, 50% there, but 50% not. So, okay, (laughs) another interesting fact for you there. Any, any, like, background information on that? Do they they explain why? Any reason why that... Look it up, Anthony. Now it's time for (laughs) China Jedi Topic Time. So we bring you to the main section of our China Jedi podcast, where we look at a question that's been, and lots have been sent in to us over the years, and I'm sure in the near future too, about why 
China or Chinese people do certain things. Um, now, today I want to start with a nice easy one, I think, a little fun one um, to get us moving forward. This is uh, the question that we're going to look at today is how do you know if you're Chinese, Anthony? How do you know if you're Chinese? So what we're going to do is we're going to go through <laughs> 84 different things that may make you Chinese. And we're going to see by the end of it if we're more Chinese. 84 things that make you Chinese. And we're going to go through... I, I'm guessing one of them is being born in China. Yes, that, that would... That would be a big hint, right? That would be a big clue, you know. Well, little, we birth... Little, we birth... Little Xinjiao's. <laughs> Mummy, Mummy, am I Chinese? We birth won't... You born are, in... son. You were born in China. Well, you were born in um, England, of course, and I was born in um, England too. So let's get in. So, number that, one... That, that makes us English, right? We're, we're not Chinese. We're we? certainly not British. Um, anyway, <laughs> number one. Uh, so this is, uh, uh, again, how do you know if you're Chinese? Number one, you unwrap Christmas gifts very carefully so you can save and reuse the wrapping and especially those bows next year. Wow. <laughs> I think my <laughs> mum's Chinese then. <laughs> <laughs> number two, you only buy Christmas cards after Christmas when they're 50% off. I can't buy Christmas cards or birthday cards anywhere here. No, that's a bit strange. Well, China, China's strange totally world. adopted Christmas, right? I mean, China, Christmas is not Chinese in any way whatsoever, but they are adopting our our traditions and they enjoy it. They like giving presents to all their family. So yeah, you hey. thought there would be more Christmas cards. Well, you yeah, one birthday cards. Uh, it's often my excuse to my wife. Sorry, I can't <laughs> find you a card. Uh, we could buy one on it, it, it's, it's not my fault. Sorry, mother. <laughs> I didn't get you a birthday present because China doesn't sell any. Well, it's a reasonable excuse. Now, what's interesting here also, um, Anthony, Christmas cards, following Chinese traditions, I think I am starting to get into the mode of becoming more Chinese. For example, I have my birthday in December, I have Christmas, Western New Year, and then I have Chinese New Year, which of course which we've just got. right now. Which very much um, I'm enjoying and um, sucking up. Moving on. Xinyan Kuala, by the way. Yes. If there are any Chinese listeners, Happy New Year to all of you. You really are out there. You're Chinese, eh? Yeah, well, you well, I've lived there for a while. You've got to put them learn a little bit, right? You know, where's it, where is a taxi? Well, where's the nearest bar? You know, I've got my Chinese down. You do indeed. And over the episodes, we will be going through that marvellous Chinese repertoire of yours. Number three. When there is sale, uh, a sale on toilet paper... You buy a hundred rolls and store them in your closet or in the bedroom of an adult child who has moved out. In fact, I buy a load of toilet roll and shove it in my shower because it's just easy. Doesn't you... it get soggy? No, it's a dry shower. No, it's a shower we don't use. That's a fair comment. Um, okay, number four. You have a vinyl tablecloth on your kitchen table. Okie dokie. Your stove is covered with aluminium foil. In fact, when I moved in, it was covered with aluminium That's foil. That's a bit strange, isn't it? I've seen that before. I think I... it's for aliens, to stop aliens. To stop them connecting with stop, their cooker. Stop them stealing their food. Um, <laughs> your kitchen has a sticky film of grease over it. Well, any student's kitchen has a sticky film of yeah, grease that, over that it. That can happen in any kitchen, can't it? It depends how well you clean. Oh, I like this one. You have stuff in the freezer since the beginning of time. Well, that's kind of pretty generic. Well, they had that zombie meat come to China, didn't they? Yes. 70, 50 to 70 year old meat coming to China. You know, I guess they like to deep freeze things for a while. Put that in your freezer. You want to keep it in your freezer if you've got that uh, down in there. You have never used your dishwasher. The Chinese have 
Dishwasher's well, in their kitchen. Yeah, you use the dishwasher as a dish rack. But they have that. No, yeah, they have those the, the weird things. In the, is that what it is? A steriliser. You see those in all sorts of Chinese kitchens where they have this. It looks like a dishwasher mixed with an oven with a pinch of microwave thrown in. That's what it looks like to me. And you always see dishes in it, but I've never seen anyone actually doing anything with it. Like you say, mine's a storage cupboard. I just chuck my plates in there. Yeah, you can't get much I don't in. know what it does. No. Well, it's interesting because, and if anyone's living in China or coming to China, when you open your apartment and look in the kitchen, if you're going to think about taking it over, you see this silver big thing, oh, that's an oven. And then finally, after you move in, you realise it's absolutely yeah. So not many, an oven. so many foreigners are super happy when they move into a kitchen <laughs> with an oven, right? Oh, I can do cakes, yeah, and biscuits, pizza, bread, pies. Then you discover it's a, a dish sanitizer, <laughs> which, which I don't even know if it works. I mean, how do you put dirty dishes into? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you wash them and then you put them in. It's so you the, have, so you have to clean your dishes before you clean. I them. would. Say, I mean, I'm not an expert on these things, but. What it does say is it reeks of paranoia, does it not? You know, aliens and foil and things like that. <laughs> Tin foil on your cooker. <laughs> Let's Stop move on. Acting in. Let's move on. You keep you a. You will not brainwash my food. Indeed, you keep a thermos of hot water available at all times. You boil water and put it in the refrigerator. Okay, well that gets rid of the bugs. Um, if you're living in somewhere third worldish, so quite understand that. Yeah, I guess so. Um, you uh, you eat all meals in the kitchen. Uh, you save grocery bags, tin foil and tin containers. You use grocery bags to hold garbage. Well, I do that. I tell you what. That's a good thing, though. That is. I, I think don't think I'm more Chinese, Chinese than I am. I'm not sure that. Do, do, English. Do Chinese people do that? How about this one? You always leave your shoes at the door. That's Japanese, isn't it? I, I've never seen... That's definitely an Asian thing. Right? Yeah. I think it's good. I, I actually like that about... You got slippers Asia. on today? When, when you take... No. Slippers on the shoe? Oh, you didn't offer me any. I didn't offer you I'm no. standing here with cold feet in your home. Thank yeah. you. Uh, no, like, when you go home, you should take your shoes off. I mean, come on. I know we don't do that in the West. And I didn't when I grew up. And, you know, even with my parents, we used to wear shoes in the house. But now I've lived in Asia for quite a few years and been to Thailand as well, where they're very funny about shoes and feet. Um... It's a bit odd, right? Wearing shoes in your house, really. I know this is going to sound weird to lots and lots of foreigners in the West that are possibly listening to this who wear <laughs> their shoes in the home. And, you know, no offence to you guys, you know, carry on. But when you wear your shoes outdoors and you're walking around and, you know, there's a lot of muck outside. Well, do you really want all that muck walked around in your home? Well, I'll tell you this. If this is what Chinese people do, then I'm Chinese. And I, and I will give offence well, to yeah, those people that makes, go into houses with makes their shoes. Chinese as well. Yeah, I've definitely uh, adopted that. Taking my shoes off in the house. I'm a shoeless Joe in the house. That's, uh, yeah, I can see the the logic in Japan. And when the I, cleanliness in that. In Japan, when I go to see my wife, not see my wife because she's obviously here, but when we go to see my wife's family, you go into toilets, you have to change your shoes again for toilet shoes. And of course, what was Western? In a home. In a home as well. So you have special shoes just to go into your own toilet in your own home. It depends how special your home is, I suppose. But anyway, many a time I forgot to change the shoes, and as many foreigners do, and they you walk out with dirty toilet shoes oh, on. Oh, Christopher, how <sighs> dare you! Lucky they don't have from. carpets much. I'm they didn't in, uh, in deport Asia. you from Japan. Well, I've been deported a few times, but <laughs> that's for another podcast. So anyway, moving on. Um, oh, this is a good one. You have a piano in your living room. Now, I know someone who has a piano in their living yeah, room. Yeah, that makes me Chinese. It then. does That's indeed. That's my son. Oh, course. I'm feeling the love. Your parents know how to launch nasal projectiles. <laughs> no, my 
right, no. definitely <laughs> not Chinese in that respect. My parents would never uh, snort spit. This this is a funny one, Anthony. No. You iron your own shirts. I think we move on to from that. You play a musical instrument. I think we move on from that. <laughs> you pick your teeth at the dinner table, but you cover your mouth. Now that's a classic. That's definitely Chinese. I haven't learned that trick yet. Well, you have to look like you're talking to someone behind your mm. hand, right? You have I, to, you, you're still maintaining eye contact with everyone, but it looks like you're talking about everyone behind your hand, where in fact you are actually picking your teeth with a toothpick. James Bond, they should factor that in. That's the kind of thing an MI5 007 agent should do. Secret training. Speak picking behind his teeth and giving away the instructions. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I, I might take that up. Um, okay, moving on. Oh, you twirl your pen around your fingers. You know that move? I've never done it before. I had kids at school doing that. I always wish I wanted to do it, but I can it's never do it properly. It's a very Asian thing, is it? There's lots of people doing that. This is yeah. what happens when I do it. I oh. must admit, I haven't observed lots of Chinese doing that, but if that's what <laughs> the internet says, it must be true. Well, internet, this is this has come from a very reputable uh, website. Oh, this, uh, research this website all about China. From a Chinese, from one of our Chinese contacts, you know, out on the field, one of our agents. Okay. Anyway, move on. You hate to waste food if you're Chinese. Okay, no, well, I, I do not agree with that at all. The amount of food I have seen wasted when you go out for a meal mm. in China. Interesting point there, Anthony. That's yes. bizarre. Like in China, it's it's it, you get you gain face by being generous and buying way too many dishes for everyone. So, obviously, people can't finish all that food. So, all that food wasted and left on the table, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I agree with that. Maybe in their homes, they're different. Yeah, I think that's what it's probably said. Possibly. The pigs, of course, but get well going fed. Going out for dinner? No, I've seen lots of food wasted. It's quite... Pigs get well fed here in the restaurants, huh? Because it all goes down to, the, <laughs> yeah. down to the pigs. If you've seen, I'm sure, the garbage bins outside restaurants... But that's good. It's uh, recycling for the pigs. Everyone loves a pig. Not me, though. I'm vegetarian. Um, anyway, um, even if you're totally full, Anthony, if someone says they're going to throw away the leftovers on the table, you'll finish them. You have Tupperware in your fridge with three bites of rice or one leftover chicken wing. Okie dokie. You don't own any real Tupperware, only a cupboard full of used but carefully rinsed margarine tubs. Take out containers and jam jars. Those two kind of contradict each other, don't they? You use lots of Tupperware. You don't use Tupperware. You use... Plastic uh, second hammer. I'm not sure Tupperware is such a big thing in China. I've seen Tupperware shops Not the brand, anyway. I've seen shops selling Tupperware. They're starting to, yeah. They're starting to bring Tupperware. I've never bought... Any uh, pyramid sellers out there that would like to uh, come to China and sell some Tupperware? There is an opportunity for you. Well, you say that. I'm sure Amway have one particular line of crappy plastic Tupperware boxes. You also use the jam jars as drinking glasses. Mm, Okay. You've eaten a red bean popsicle. (laughs) <laughs> the good old red I've bean. I've seen those before, like uh, sweet corn ice lollies. Hey, what is that about shitty that's, ice lollies? Let's, let's leave that to another podcast. That's a bit strange. I, 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 yes, absolutely. You bring oranges or other produce with you as a gift when you visit people's homes. Yes, how many times do you take oranges round to someone's house Oh, in always, England? you know. Well, you, you didn't see the... Plastic bag of oranges I bought you. Oh, you, know? you must have left them out on the hook. Oh, you didn't see them. You know, I didn't come around with beers. I brought you some oranges. <laughs> beers? Beers in the early morning of a Sunday? Never, <laughs> Mr. Bender. Um, you have a collection of miniature shampoo bottles 
that you take every time you stay in a hotel. Now, I have to confess, I I'm, also... I'm definitely <laughs> Chinese then. <laughs> yes, exactly. That makes everyone around the world Chinese, doesn't it? The, the condiments in your fridge are either price club size or come in plastic packets, which you save steal every time you get takeout or go to McDonald's. Okay, kind of the same thing. No, I don't mm. do that. I do not want McDonald's ketchup. Hey, Anthony, if you're Chinese, apparently, you never order room service. Really? Yeah, that's an interesting one. And also, you carry a stash of your own food whenever you travel. Well, that's clever. And travel means any car ride longer than 15 minutes, apparently. These travel <laughs> snacks are always dried. As in, not just dried plums, dried ginger and beef pork jerky, but dried cuttlefish. So anything Squid. longer than 15 minutes is classed as a journey, and you have to bring backup food supplies. It, this is what this says, and here's, here's another... Well, you know, if you're driving to the local supermarket, you know, to get your weekly shopping, maybe it's 15 minutes on the other side of town, you've got to make sure you don't starve to death <clears throat> on your way to getting your food supplies. Paranoia. Paranoia. 15 minutes is a long time. Now, you never order room service. I've already said that before, and I repeated myself. If you're Chinese, you own a rice cooker. Ding. So I'm definitely there. You I'm wash Chinese in that respect, but that's, that's not a shock in China. It's not a shock, Everyone yeah. owning a, a rice cooker, that makes sense. Okay, more, more on the rice. You wash your rice at least two to three times before cooking it, and, and I tell you, I, I would absolutely recommend you do that. Is that four to five times? I'm even more paranoid than that. You <laughs> spit bones and other food scraps on the table. That's why you need the vinyl... Tablecloth. Okay, <laughs> I'm not Chinese in that respect. Okay, if, I'm, if there's something with uh, scraps involved, there has to be at least a bowl on the table to put scraps in. I'm, I can't put it directly on the table. That's, hey, that's mother's upbringing. Sorry. Well, I can't believe there's 84 of these. We've really got to get through them, Ants. Um, or we'll be here for a long time. Um, your parents vehemently refuse the sack of gold coin oranges that their guests just brought, just to be courteous. Okay, you fight over who pays the dinner bill. That's very true. I never seen that fight well, over the dinner bill. You know, <laughs> I'll fight not to pay it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Your dad thinks right. he can fix everything himself. Right, okay. Well, that seems to be a general trait with dads in general, doesn't it? Yes, very true. You majored in something practical like engineering, medicine, or law. Hmm. Interesting. When you go to a dance party, Anthony, there are a wall of guys surrounding the dance floor trying to look cool. Um, moving on. You live with your parents and you are 30 years old and they prefer it that way. Or if you're married and 30 years old, you live in the apartment next door to your parents or at least in the same neighbourhood. Keep it in the family. It wouldn't work in England. We'd kill each other. Yeah. Hey. They, they're, they're good though. The Asians look after the family, so it's good for that respect. I, I'm not yeah, sure. I could, time for that, yeah. I'm not sure I could live with my family every day, my parents. But you know, keeping them nearby to take care—that's space. That's a nice thing. The final frontier. Okay, you feel like you've got a good deal if you didn't pay tax. Well, you beat eggs. You <laughs> beat everyone. You beat eggs with chopsticks. Your parents' house is always cold. You have a teacup with a cover on it. You reuse tea bags. Good idea. You have a drawer. No, <laughs> Chinese don't use tea bags anyway, do they? That's a bit strange. They always like their loose green hey, tea. Hey, Chinese truth. reuse tea bags. I'm not sure I agree with that one. If I have a couple of guests, and if that makes you Chinese, I'm definitely not Chinese anyway. Because reusing tea bags—that's oh, 
second cup of tea would always be so weak. I've, 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 no. could, I've made you many cup of teas that's been the second hand one of mm. someone else's. Tight, I know uh, your tea tastes yeah, I'm a tight tea maker. You have a drawer full of old pens, most of which don't write anymore. Well, everyone has those. If you're under age 20 in Chinese, Anthony, you own a really expensive Walkman. If you're over 20, you own a really expensive camera. Ooh, this must have been written about 20 years ago. Um, your mum drives her Mercedes to the Price Club. I've got no idea what that means. Maybe it's an American thing. Maybe. You always look phone numbers up in the phone book since calling information costs 50 cents. This must be an ABC here, I'm sensing. Sounds like American Chinese. Yeah, yeah, an ABC. There you go, ABC. Not you, would you like to explain that to the listeners? <coughs> American more Chinese. Number 51. You tip Chinese delivery guys, waiters more. Hey. Tips? No hey. one tips in China? You're a wok user if you're Chinese. I, I got a wok. Have you got, got a wok? I had a wok in England before I even came to China. You only make long distance calls after 11 pm. Maybe because of the time difference? Everyone's awake after 11 p.m. <laughs> you know all the waiters at your favourite Chinese restaurant. Well, no, because most Chinese staff change all the time, don't they? My Looking for something new. Yeah. Um, uh, moving on. With the boss. You love Chinese martial arts films. And you like Chinese films in their original undubbed versions. Um, you have acquired a taste for bitter melon. Hmm? No. Hey. You I'm, like, not, I'm not Chinese. You then. like congee with thousand-year-old eggs on top. Oh, good lord. That's a nice not. one. I'm definitely not Chinese in that case. Definitely going to have to do a, a podcast on food. There's some real great food here and some real quite non-great food. You prefer your shrimp with the heads and legs still attached. It means they're fresh. Very true. You never call your parents just to say hi. You always cook too much. Yeah. If you don't live at home, when your parents call, they ask if you've eaten, even if it's midnight. Ah, nichefanlama, nichefanlama. Well, they ask that anyway, but that's a... That's true. That's a yeah. politeness thing, right? Have you eaten? Hey, that's got some historical reference for another one. Your parents tell you to boil herbs and stay inside when you get sick. When you're sick, they always tell you not to eat fried foods or baked goods because they produce hot air. Um, your email, you email your friend, Chinese friends at work, even though you only sit 10 feet apart. Your parents never go to the movies. Your parents send money to their relatives in China. You use a face cloth. Hmm. You're always late. Uh, that's quite a general one, yeah. Timekeeping. I would say in most of my experiences, timekeeping is not you're, right here. You're definitely Chinese then in that respect. <laughs> Why, thank you very much. You eat every last grain of rice on your bowl, but don't eat the last piece of food on the table. You starve yourself before going to all-you-can-eat sushi. Um, you know someone who can get you a good deal on jewellery or electronics, indeed. You never discuss your love life with your parents. Your parents are never happy with your grades. You keep used batteries. Who would do that if they're not rechargeable? You own your own meat cleaver and sharpen it if you're a non-veg. It's not a meat cleaver in China, though, is it? To us, it's a meat cleaver, but to them, it's just a knife. Oh, it's a... The Chinese knife to us looks it's like a, big a meat cleaver, right? But it... Hey, you know what MJ means? If you're Chinese, you know what MJ means. Michael Jackson. You are. You really? Are, yeah, is that what are. it is? <laughs> uh, your toothpaste tubes always squeezed paper thin. And finally, you take this message and forward it to all your Chinese friends. I'm sure, listeners, um, you won't be forwarding that. Hopefully, you'll be forwarding this podcast if we haven't bored you so silly at the moment. So, I'm, I'm curious. Who came up with this list that makes you Chinese if you hey. have all of these prerequisites? Hey, too many questions. I'll get you, I'm not going to reveal your sources. 
That's a strange list. It's on I can internet. agree with some of them, but some are a little odd. It's it's an interesting one, and there are things that I would say are more Chinese than not then going by. That's what I say, yeah, yeah, some of it makes me Chinese. It's a nice thing, we've been here a long time. Okay, on to the next section then. That was China Jellet topic time. Thank you very much, Anthony. It's now time for a bit of Chinese. Jingle jangle jong wen. I wanted to make it real simple. Yes, listeners, and in this section, the Jingle Jangle Zhongwen section, we take a little bit of Chinese and teach you some nice, interesting words that you may use today, or maybe tomorrow, or next week. Hmm? I'm sure our listeners all over the world will be so, let's using all this Chinese <laughs> we teach them every day. Well, we don't want to go too hard on them. You know, you maybe we can help some international relations and you know next time someone goes into their chinese restaurant for some food they can actually say something in chinese indeed they can and i tell you you'll be cooked even better takeaway food today's not about food though although it can be applied to that what i want you to imagine i set the scene is you're somewhere in a new world like china for example live a different place the way you're from and you have to do or try something that you really don't want to now, I'm sure there's been a lot of occasions where that's happened. Living abroad, I'm sure the listeners would agree, they've lived abroad a lot of times, these situations present themselves all the time. So this bit of Chinese might help you, as they say. I'm going to say it to you, and you tell me if uh, you know what it means, first of all. Are you ready? Go for Four it. Four words. Ru xiang shui shu. Ru xiang shui shu. Ru xiang shui shu. Are you? Yeah. Ru xiang shui shu. Can you say it? Ru xiang shui shu. So ru is fourth tone. Xiang is first tone. Shui shu is the second tone. Xiang I know can be something to do with want. Okay. Ru xiang. I'm not too sure about ru xiang. That's a bit. That's a new one for me. You're gonna scratch your head on this. Which one? Which tone is shui? Shui. Shui is second tone. That's water. Well, you'd say, but... It, okay, let me go through the words. Let me go through the particles. So, ru, fourth tone, r-u, means to enter. As in... Don't want to enter. As in jinru, okay? So we've got ru, which is to enter. Then we've got shang, first tone, shang, which is village or town. Now, there you go, in China, you have this problem because so many words sound the same, um, but in different contexts and tones, they're completely different. So we have... What do we have so far? We have to enter, and then village or town. Then we have sui which is to follow. And then we have su, which is to custom. So we have to enter village or town to follow custom. What on earth does that mean? Good Lord. Well, good Lord. Let me tell you. It means... Well, I guess you need to enter other villages and places to sample something new, right? And learn about their cultures and customs. And when China was based around lots of different uh, minorities and... Okay, you, you were getting warm there, and then you kind of veered off with, um, you know... Well, the different cultures in the different villages, I guess. Let me say it again, the meaning. So we've got... Ru shang shui shu is to enter village or town to follow custom. So, actually, the meaning is... This is a very well-known one in the West. I'm sure we've said it all the time. Said it all the time. When in Rome, do as Rome does. So, in other words, when entering a village, follow their customs. Which is general politeness, I general guess. General politeness, yeah. That's you should what... uh, abide by people's rules and customs, I guess, when going somewhere new. I never forget, I had an interview, well, I think we're going on a bit here, for Japan. Uh, when it I depends was... though, what happens if you went to some, say, village in Borneo with your family and 
the custom was to eat your first child or something. You know, would you would you follow that? Well, as extreme as it is, <laughs> that's for another podcast. <laughs> this but, is on China and not Borneo. But so. now I remember I went for an interview and I, I don't know why I said Borneo. Anyway, I was thinking of Papua New Guinea where they have some. Well, Papua away. No idea why I said Borneo, so scrap that listen. There's Borneo, there's, I don't think there's any uh, cannibals on Borneo. <laughs> when I went for an exam, not an exam, an interview to go and live in Japan uh, many years ago for the JET programme as a teacher, they asked me a question. They said, hmm, when you get to Japan, if they ask you to cut your hair, I had really long hair at that time, um, what would you say? And immediately the phrase, when in Rome, do as Rome does, that my grandmother used to tell me came into my mind. And I said exactly that. I didn't say it in Chinese. That wouldn't have helped, would it? Because it was an interview in Japan. And I ended up getting the interview, uh, passing the interview and going to Japan where I met my wife. la di la da But yes, that is a very did, good did one. You, did you have a haircut? I didn't actually. They never asked me. But if they did, I'd have told them to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, absolutely not. I would have done exactly what I said. I would have. Although, listeners, if you could in fact see uh, Chris's haircut, you might actually tell him to have a haircut too. Well, I wish I could tell you to have a haircut. You don't have any hair to cut. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, so let's finish with that one, Anthony. Um, if you want to say when in Rome, do as Rome does, you say Ru Xiang Shui Shu. Ru Xiang Shui Shu. Very good. It kind of rolls off the tongue. Ru Xiang Shui Shu. I shall remember that one. Hey, it's time for China joke time. There's some following the silo. So here we go, let's have a funny Chinese joke. Are you ready for this? Are you going to tell it in Chinese? I'm not going to tell it in Chinese. But it is a Chinese joke. It's a joke about China, written by a Chinese man, okay? Okay. Are you ready? I'm going for it. Three Chinese brothers, Boo, Chu and Fu. (laughs) (laughs) I'll start again. Three Chinese brothers, Boo, Chu and Fu, went to illegally live in America. The brothers decide to change their names to seem American. Boo changes his name to Buck, Chu changes his name to Chuck, and Fu got sent back to China. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, everyone, let's move on to Jedi. (laughs) Jedi and Sith of the week. Oh, we chat waishin, we chat waishin, we chat waishin me. So, Jedi Sith of the week, everybody, is where... We ask our guests or esteemed co-hosts to give me someone who they've met this week who's a Jedi, a good person, and someone who's been a real fucker, which is obviously a Sith. Um, now, Anthony, over the last week, can you give me first, let's be positive, your Jedi of the week? Jedi of the week. It would have to be my wife. My Chinese wife. Oh, so you have more than one wife, do you? So you no, I, wife, I, I am just saying that for the listeners. No, just one wife. That's okay. <laughs> yes, okay. And, and what would that she be? Who happens to be Chinese? Well, she's kept me together this past week. You know, she's trying to be positive too and see light at the end of this uh, dark tunnel that we seem to be travelling through at the moment. So I like that. That's very yeah, nice. Yeah, my Jedi of the week would be my wife. Because That's very good. Uh, your wife being Lei, of course. Uh, Lei, put, a, yes. put a name on it. Okay, may the force be with you, Anthony. And who is the Sith Lord? Of well, the obviously, going through this dark tunnel and having uh, mentioned my uh, situation at the moment with my business, it's going to have to be this Chinese uh, guy that uh, approached me to start a uh, an English training centre with him and has ended up ripping me off and stealing all of my uh, hard work. Oh, Sith Lord. So, yeah, he is definitely the Sith Lord of the week. I would like to tell his name and, you know, drag his <laughs> name through the mud we, we don't for do everyone. That. We don't but, do that on this no. podcast, do we? But, okay, fair enough, understand. 
Yes, maybe force. So no, I'm famous. I'm afraid, listeners. But there's a there's a chap here living in Juhai that uh, now has a an English training centre that isn't his. Well, so. as, we, as we say in China, Jedi, may the smile be with you, my friend. The smile's still with me. So okay, let's moving. see what the dark force <laughs> can brings I, into his life. Can I give you my Jedi Sith of the week? So sure. Well, first of all, my Jedi. Yeah, it's kind of linking to what you said. It's got to be my mum. Oh, because what my mum's sweet. Yeah, my mum's here for a couple of weeks. She's been here a week now, and um, yeah, it's good of her to come. It's her third time here, uh, so you know to see the grandkids and that. She's uh, been lovely, so it's been really nice to have my mum here. Love you, mum. Walk me. And uh, moving on to my sif of the week. Well, you are allowed to have a sif as more than one. I've got to say, it's got to be my football team, Anthony. <laughs> Liverpool FC, in the last week, since my mum's been here, actually, have lost three games in a row at home. We've gone out of the FA Cup, out of the League Cup, and we're basically not going to win the league anymore. So they are the absolute sifts of my life at the moment. Anyway, we don't want to be talking about them. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on to CJB, uh, CJB, China Jedi Plug Time, where we get to um, talk about some things going on in the community. If you enjoy listening to the China Jedi podcast and want to get involved, either by asking a question, expressing your opinion, good or bad, light or dark, or even appearing as a special guest, then get in touch by emailing our team at info at chinajedi.com. That's info at chinajedi.com. May the smile be with you. So, um, do you have any plugs to plug this week, Anthony? It's well, all anything going I am on? definitely not plugging my new training centre. Be careful, you're plugging it now. Because <laughs> it's not mine anymore. Okay, let's. Okay, so this training centre, do we want to give the name of it? No. No, okay. That's, uh, it's a training centre and you learn English. So not many of them in China, everybody. <laughs> um, uh, anything else that you want to plug? A plug in in Zhuhai or whole yeah, of China? Anything right here, China-based, yeah. Maybe. I tell you what, I've got one. I've got one. And I think we'll end on this, um, actually, Ants. I would like to plug a fantastically great and happy Chinese New Year holiday week for all the listeners who are not working this week, of course, because of Chinese New Holiday. To all the Chinese, all the foreigners living in this great country, I hope you have a fantastic holiday. There we go. Good one. Did I touch the the right chord on that? Yeah. I think so. Positivity for New Year. Why not? Happy New Year, everybody. Now, back to um, to the Guess Who game. We've got to remember... I'm going to, I know you've got some ideas of who it might be. I'm going to give you a little bit more of an extra, because you like an extra clue. Go for it. Okay, so the extra clue for the guess who it is, a famous Chinese person, of course, is this. Remembered as the paramount leader of People's Republic of China, he was a prominent politician and reformist who led the country to domestic stability and economic growth after the disastrous successes of the Cultural Revolution. Though he never acquired office as the head of state, head of government or general secretary of the Communist Party of China, he nevertheless exerted extreme influence and guidance. Are we getting warmer? Don't say anything yet. I think you've made me colder. Oh. <laughs> oh my. During his rule, which stretched from 1978 until 1992, Anthony, he brought about many significant changes. It was under his leadership that the country progressed socially, economically and culturally. Under his leadership, he raised the standard of living of people and expanded their cultural and personal freedom. Would you believe in 1950s, early 50s, the life expectancy in China was between 35 and 40? 
Wow, we beat that by now. Anyway, moving on. Under his leadership and the literacy rates were like 4%. He raised the standard of living of people and expanded their cultural and personal freedom. Now listen here. He dominated the Department of Foreign Ministry and expanded ties of China with the Western countries. By far, he is credited with developing China into one of the fastest growing economies in the world for over 30 years and raising the standard of living of hundreds of millions of Chinese. That is all you are getting. Give me my point. That should be enough for me to have an answer, isn't it? But yeah. being very ignorant in Chinese politics, but I don't have a clue. I, it's not Chairman Mao, I know that much now, but... And I might have gone with Chiang Kai-shek, but I don't think it's him. Chiang Kai-shek, you might need to do some of your reading. It could be Chiang Kai-shek or Chairman Mao, of course, so I'm not saying anything. But you mentioned after the Cultural Revolution, and that was during Mao, right? So... Well, I don't think Mao was around that long, was he? Leading till that recently? It's obviously, <laughs> I think it's a more recent Chinese politician, but I'm not sure. Okay, well, can you come out with a guess? Can we look? Monkey King. Monkey King. Mm. Okay, that's your final answer, is it? Pixie. Tripitaka. Okay, one answer, please. So no one from Journey to the West. One answer, please. I bet there's listeners out there now. It's coming out. They're shouting at us now. They're oh, shouting yeah. at you. It's so easy. And like, I'm just, I've lived in China all this time and now I seem so ignorant of China. You're, <laughs> you're actually more Chinese than you are not Chinese going well, on. Well, according to your time. list, yeah. Because I have tinfoil on my cooker. Well, um, uh, I've got to um, hurry you up, as they say. People have got things to do today um, who are listening, I'm sure. Please give me the answer well, to guess uh, who. Sadly, I'm going to have to go with Chiang Kai-shek or Chairman Mao, okay. but I think I'm probably wrong, but I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Okay, one then, please. Mao. Okay, Mao. Gone for Mao. I have to say, and I, this clue might have given it away, so I didn't say it, I think this man should be on the 100 RME notes. Now, don't be controversial. I'm not being controversial. I'm just saying, you know, because all the Because he's the done notes, more... No, I'm just saying all the, the notes have the, you know, the CM on them. Uh, I'm not saying that's a problem, but it'd be nice to have other people um, on there too. You know, China's a big place, lots of people. Um, anyway, uh, the answer, listeners, and my esteemed co-host, is none other than Deng Xiaoping. Deng Xiaoping, of course. Deng Xiaoping, oh, of course, stupid. he said. Um, but never mind, uh, we always learn new things every day. Um, and I'd like to say, Anthony, this has been a really enjoyable podcast. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. It's been good fun. Nice uh, to be here. Spread some positivity throughout the world. Yes. Make Come and learn about China. Make, make the smile be with you. And finally, as we always will do on the podcast, we will end with a original piece of music. And uh, this song we're going to play is called Ting Budong from none other than a band that's very close to my heart. It's a Zhuhai-based band for foreigners called the Sun Yat-sen's, otherwise known as SYS. Enjoy Ting Badong. This is China Jedi, people.
been saying you've been listening to the wrong song. Ting Padang, you got it all wrong. The things that I've been saying, I've been saying for so long. So now it's time to see it, be it, listen, cause you might not hear it. Supple sounds fly all around, moving left, right, up and down. Cause I'm a mixed lyricist with seven gold discs, mesmerizing your mind with hardcore bliss, no wickedness. Just exquisite if exquisitiveness I mean and no harm Just a freestyle tobaness We're getting junctions in the mind sensations like a vine Rolling from all underneath us From time to time to time to time My eyes are clear Clearer than the mist in the cloudy morning sky My eyes are clear Clearer than the mist in the cloudy morning sky Tick-a-dum you got it all wrong The things that I've been saying You've been listening to the wrong song ting pa dong You got it all wrong The things that I've been saying I've been saying for so long See here we go, let's rap again My microphone is on content I wanna be your best friend So pass me over that pen I'll give you my number Then put it under The letter S I mean and son Yes, hands are gonna make you really happy So take it, make it, feel it, shake it And create it Cause love and friendship will always make it And break it So maybe we can meet up Turn the heat up, put our feet up Sometime next week But it will probably have to be a secret my eyes are clear, clearer than the mist in the cloudy morning sky. My eyes are clear, clearer than the mist in the cloudy morning sky. Ting ba dong, you got it all wrong. The things that I've been saying, you've been listening to the wrong song. Ting ba dong, you got it all wrong. The things that I've been saying, I've been saying for so long. Bright lights, TV, and chicken feet A recipe for success if you want to compete Money, 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 it's so funny Honey, money, 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 money It's so funny, money, money, money is my life Money is my wife, money is my strife Money is my knife that cuts you open Shows your true emotion Follow it if you like it, but you know The sound is always broken, 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 broken my eyes are clear, clearer than the mist in the cloudy morning sky. My eyes are clear, clearer than the mist in the cloudy morning sky. Ting ba dong, you got it all wrong. The things that I've been saying, you've been listening to the wrong song. Ting ba dong, you got it all wrong. The things that I've been saying, I've been saying for so long. So now we see it, but we fear it, clear it from our mind and spirit, stranded in the vacuum of time and space and metaphysics. But listen to the lyrics, they were satirically, intellectually, or mathematically, algebraic, but not prosaic. Just let me sway it, pay it, pay it like a never ending game that can't be tamed. No complaints, just entertain with no pain, no blame, no terrain. Built on top of the old plane. My eyes are clear, clearer than the mist in the cloudy morning sky. My eyes are clear, clearer than the mist in the cloudy morning sky. Ting ba dong, you got it all wrong. The things that I've been saying, you've been listening to the wrong song. Ting ba dong, you got it all wrong. The 
listening to the China Jedi podcast, shining humor, love and light on Chinese life. May the smile be with you.